This podcast contains adult content, so if you've got little ears in the car, you may want to turn it down. We also go deep into the emotional, spiritual, and energetic worlds, so please open your hearts and proceed with care. As soon as your outer vestments are in hand, I know you're easy. Even when you're a woo 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 Welcome to the end of 2020. Welcome to the Woo Wooverse. It is your healing dimension of energy connection, soul purpose, spiritual shit, pleasures of the flesh, earthly delights, and other woo woo awesomeness. Look, it's the end of 2020, and I'm still pretty sure I'm Kiralee. I'm, I, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm Lynette, but maybe somewhere yep. L2.0. I'm also sometimes Kiki. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's we're here. You can be whatever you want to be. Yeah, girl. Look, and the good, the really good news is we made it. We often thought we wouldn't, <laughs> um, but we did. We got to the end of 2020, and we're like alive, relatively intact. Certainly humbled. Oh my God, if this year has done nothing else to all of us, it has humbled us. It's been a whole, it's been a whole vibe, hasn't it, Elle? It's been a, it's been a thing. It's been a, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to put what is the visual of it into words. It's been fire. Yeah, it started with fire, didn't Mm. it? It really has been like biblical mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. terms of we had the murder hornets and the locust plagues and the fire mm. and the floods, the hurricanes and the plague. It's, it is biblical. We mm-hmm. have lived through a biblical time. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Here we are still, still standing, still wearing a yep. crown. And- yep. Yep. This is me getting festive at the end of the year. Hey, did you see that recent meme? I thought 2020 would be the year I got everything I wanted. Um, and now I know that 2020 is the year that I appreciate everything I have. I loved this. Do you love it when someone comes up with something and you just go, nailed it for the world? Nailed it. Like, done. We can all go home. (laughs) Put that on the Harbour Bridge (laughs) this year. Who among us did not sit down on New Year's Eve and do a bit of manifesting and now look back at that list and laugh our asses off? I found mine the other day and I was like, oh, sweet, sweet cheeky. It was so innocent back then. And what you thought you'd be doing this year. <laughs> and I don't think because of everything that was going in Australia at that time, I could get to manifest yeah, okay. and I felt really like, oh no, oh no, I always do. And then I just went, you have to flow. Yeah. That was the all mm. I could do was because it was so intense. I just went, you're going to have to let go and you're going to have to flow. And what about that? Because yeah. <laughs> that's what I had to keep doing the whole year. It's funny. I was engaged in a bit of battle of will with my guides um, at the cross of the new year, which which is no. not yet. <laughs> they no. are very I won't patient with it. me and no. I am not, don't always listen to them in news that will surprise no one. Um, and so I was like really going, right, 2020 is my year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I've got it all going on. Power up. Yeah. And they were all like, yeah. slow down, babes. Like, just slow down. I was like, no, 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 you're not listening. This is uh, plans, plans, plans. And on New Year's Eve last year, I had a total of two drinks. I had a glass of wine at 7 p.m. And I had a half a glass of champagne at midnight. And I woke up on New Year's Day so hungover. And I was furious mm. about it. And when I razzed my guides for it, they were like, how else? Are we going to get you to slow down? Like, are you listening to us slow down? That is the most important thing. Mm. 
And then that's what the whole year was. So that was on topic. It's so interesting because we had quite a gentle New Year, particularly because so many people that we knew were in fire-based mm. situations and were in dire emergency. And we basically thought, oh, once the kids go back to school, we're going to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this thing that we were like, let's just get through January yeah, and fine. then we're going to go and have our New Year moment. Yeah. It never yeah. happened because the kids went back to school and hello, they were back yeah. again. Yeah. We were like, what are you all doing Maybe here? schedule that New we Year can... moment in for like next yeah. four years. 2022? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll, there'll be a night there somewhere that you can enjoy that. Sure, it's going to come. <laughs> It will come randomly. It will not come on my timing. I no, that's that. one thing we've learned this year, isn't it? Because so much has changed and, and we're in this new normal mm. now and we're not going back to how yeah. things were. Like it's not whatever it used to be in the old world was just gone overnight. That programming, the original programming is gone. Or even just going, this is how the world operates. Yeah, this is like what I understand about what the rules of the world are. It's gone. Like it's completely gone and we don't know what's coming next. And so to end out this season of the Woo Woo Verse, that's what we want to do. We just want to talk about the evolution that has taken place this year, the revolution that has taken place this year, what we've both learnt individually um, and collectively, because there's been a perception shift, hasn't there? I think that there is one in motion. Mm. I think it's in Mm. motion, you know, and everybody is kind of in different parts of that spectrum. But absolutely. I mean, what we know is if you haven't caught up with a perception shift, the world is not there to go back yep. to that is holding your reality. Yep. So you, at some point, everybody has to move with it. But absolutely, this is about perception. And we we have been talking about that from an energy perspective. We even knew after the first season of the Verse, we can't just keep talking about what we do for ourselves. Mm. We can't just keep looking at this through a lens of I just you know I'm looking after my own chakras it had to become something bigger and what happens once you've done all of that and what do you do with all that information because season one was very much the internal journey and season two very much the external journey. We didn't have any idea how much. Yeah. (laughs) I love that our first episode of this year was all about changes. And we recorded that way earlier. Yeah, yeah. before anything actually kicked in. We released in. it. We felt yeah. that one coming. Yeah. Mm. Every episode this yeah. year, really, at the end of it, was about changes, wasn't it? And about existing yeah. in this modern world as things currently yeah. are and how to get yeah. through it. And breaking in case of emergency. Mm. So a lot of little, you know, oh, how do we survive yep. this? Because we've never got to that level mm. in that experience before. It's like we're in, you know, when you get to a gaming level no and you just you don't have, you don't right yeah. sorry <laughs> you don't have sons i understand well i'm learning a new game called among us mm-hmm. interesting for those people out there like hello welcome to a world we understand completely i don't understand it but it is like you get to a new place and you just don't know any of the language it's like i can't use an ibm computer i don't understand how to use microsoft it doesn't work my brain if there's no icon I don't know how to do yeah. it. So we're kind of living in that reality. <laughs> You're laughing at me because you live across all spectrums of technology. Well, and also we use technology together a lot. So none of what you're saying right now is a surprise to me. I'm just like, mm-hmm, yep, yep, that's exactly how it goes. Yeah, my strengths are in other areas. Yeah. Indeed. It's, it's true. That's not my strong point, absolutely. 
for most people, we're all finding ourselves out of our comfort mm-hmm. zone on some level. Finding new ways like, to do things. It's a stretch. It's like we're moving out of one zone into another. Like sometimes on a daily basis, at least depending on where in the world yes. you are, it's, yeah, it's like something new every day, right? It's so quick. Mm. It's like mm. a quickening, mm-hmm. isn't it? I think that if you look back at the past, it was a bunch of stuff that we were doing, like, you know, worrying about keeping up with everybody else and were we getting to go and have this kind of travel or own this kind of house. And all of a sudden that just became very, very secondary Mm. to what we were talking Mm -hmm. about. So the whole world ground to a halt. You were one of the people who lived a transitory lifestyle. No longer were you one of the 1.5 billion people who have been traveling around this planet over and over and, and over I, again. And I traveled Stopped. a lot. I caught a lot of aeroplanes. I'd kind of convinced myself because I was a digital nomad. I'd convinced myself that it was okay, even though it was terrible for the environment. And even though I now know it was really taking a toll on me, I'd really convinced myself right, it was okay. Yeah. But I would pass through so many airports and all these airports around the world, I would see tens of thousands of people getting on planes, tens of thousands of planes taking off. And in the back of my mind, knowing this is a disaster for the environment and it needs to stop and actually wondering, how will this ever stop? This will never stop. Like, you can't stop this. It's so big now. And then it stopped. Momentum. And then it it? stopped. And then Mother Earth was really the first thing to call our Mm. attention because in Australia, which is still recovering from that and experience. we'll be yeah for so we long we forget yeah. that we forget that that regrowth is still trying to happen and people are preparing for this yep. current experience and people lost and their houses experience. in january and then had to stay at home in houses they didn't have when covid hit right like it was it's been ongoing as well oh my gosh double mm, whammies triple mm. whammies absolutely so mother earth was the first energy to kind of call us to attention mm. and say your house is burning you can no longer do this And then we kind of had to go into this experience of going, we're all under attack from this invisible Mm -hmm. virus, wherever it was made, came from, whatever. And we just knew we cannot go on like this. It was unsustainable. And I think that was the biggest hallmark of any period in history we have lived in, was that something outside of us said, you can't keep going the way you did and it's not until you kind of look back that you start realizing how much has changed and what the dots were that got us here and that's what we've been doing all year is trying to make sense of that so that as aware and conscious people Mm -hmm. who want to contribute to a better world how what is what's been going on and what can we do with our mindfulness not just talk about it but what can we yeah yep yep and then when the focus is because even as modern aware People who want to make the world a better place, and I'm talking about us, but I'm talking about everybody out there. We contain multitudes, right? So we have that modern awareness and we want to make the world a better place, but we also suffer the effects of keeping up with the Joneses and needing to look this way Mm -hmm. and all that societal pressure. And it was kind of, I think, a battle inside of us a lot to go, how do I divide my energy to do the good things I want to do and to like do the things I'm expected to do? And then it all, I feel like it's like a snow globe. It all just got shook up, didn't it? It's so... It's so true. And you know what? There were things I didn't even know. Like you said, you didn't know it was taking mm. its toll on you by travelling across time zones. Yeah. And Yeah, I mean, I used to think about you and used to think, well, you are so good at adapting mm. because every time I see you, you just pop up in a new place and it looks like that's where you are, whether it was in 
you know, the streets of Penn on Penn or wherever it yep. was, you just look like, here I am, I am home. Yep. But having traveled, I was thinking, gosh, that used to make me so tired because mm. I used to get quite strong jet yep. lag if I didn't ground myself. So there were so many things in this year that we didn't even realize yep. were having the effect on yep. us. That they were. It's like, and I think we're now a little bit more conscious. It's like that. the hamster on the treadmill, no mm. wheel. <laughs> Hamster on a treadmill yeah. would be very cute though. Frog in a pot, yeah. hamster yeah. on a wheel, one of um, those, yeah. And then the wheel stops and finally you catch up with yourself, right? And it was like this year the wheel stopped for all of us. And again, we just want to acknowledge that we are in Australia, which is relatively COVID-free at the moment. Many of the restrictions mm. here are lifted. Fully understand that in so many parts of the world it's only oh, it's, just begun. No, it is an ongoing mm. thing. Yeah. And it will be waves and waves and waves of this yeah. change. That's one of the things that's changed is that we like to think of beginnings and ends, like because we're so used to watching movies. And we love a linear, and, a linear progression, yeah, yeah, don't we? Love we? Linear. But this is going to be wild mm, contractions yeah. of birth. So yeah, we're in a. It's like we're in this um, spiraling tunnel yep. that keeps pulsing, and we're going to come to, and then we're going to get confused yep. again, and we're going to come to. Yeah. Interesting time. So we're doing a bit of global therapy in the pod today, um, and one of the really big topics of the year has been learning and how we learn. Mm. Mm. and how when something yeah we haven't been able to avoid it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's sure. well that's the thing sometimes we learn because we choose to we're like i would like to sign up for that course i let's do some pottery and sometimes we learn because something big comes for us and this year something big came for us we had to respond mm. we had to adapt how do you reckon we go as human beings at adapting and what's our report card for 2020 do you know i was speaking to someone the other day and they said to me that so many cultures connected to the earth so our First Nations people, mm. this level of change, you know, weather change, stuff going on in the environment where they need to move mm. to cater for the fact that a locust plague has come in, these things have been happening in those cultures. So they have ways yeah, of dealing yep, with them. Yep. We we have become so industrialised at controlling We want it all to stay the same. We almost, mm. yeah, we are confused that we haven't been able to control this. Mm. So our learning, the first step of our learning had to be, we can't control this. Yep. You are not in control. This, We're still trying. We're still trying. This was the control. first time in my adult life in Australia. So again, I travel a lot and this happened to me when I was traveling. But this was my first time that in Australia, I went to the supermarket and I wanted to buy something and it wasn't on the shelves. And I know that's insane to say that but like my grandparents their grandparents their grandparents can't imagine that level of consistency but I was shocked I was no. like where's the flower no. what do you mean there is no flower that's never happened and before I can't have it yeah and like, I was like I, I need to stress everything bake. I want I know yeah. yeah yeah and what do you mean I can't go outside mm. I mean it would it'd be interesting isn't it because there'd be one thing for every person where they went oh, I went to do this and I couldn't do it. Yep. And it's important to remember that there are places in the world that that is yep. Yep. incredibly normal all the yep. time. You don't have access to electricity certain times a day, water, don't have the freedom to roam. Yep. So these things were confronting to the Western population that were so industrialized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we weren't prepared for. We weren't prepared for, which is funny because in our human body, we respond to environmental changes constantly. So we're always learning to adapt and change mm. but I don't think culturally we have been very good at that we have been almost holding very rigid and the question would be why 
And when I was speaking to this amazing sociologist recently, he said to me, because it would mean there needs to be a power shift. Mm. So cultures move when powers, the powers that be, are happy for them to move and change. Mm. But if the cultural shift suddenly disperses the power, there's going to be a lot bigger resistance to that level of change. Well, I always think that it's like... The, it's like the, a real human superpower slash biggest problem is that we can get used to anything. And so it's kind of amazing. We can adapt. We can be like, all right, this Big is the reality. Effect, yeah, that. this is what we're doing now. Okay, we're staying home. I'm used to it. Okay, yeah. fine. I don't like it, but it's what I'm doing. I mean, I so cool. But then sometimes that can be like it's not a boon because we're like, okay, well, nothing needs to change because I'm used to this now, which I think culturally we've been doing for so many years. We're like, look, it's kind of like we're in an abusive relationship with our own societal power structures, but... That is exactly what what Yeah, but I'm used to it. I know the rules. I don't like them, but I know them. So I think sometimes we're great at adapting and sometimes adapting screws us over or like getting used to screws us over. Exactly. And then if you have elements on the outside trying to normalize Mm. things that stop you from seeing what's wrong with something to fix it that makes it even harder so we needed a catalyst a catalyst bigger than any human form Mm. really and that's really what happened and I think where we're at at the moment is trying to work out what is something we should be focusing on and controlling and what is something we need to let flow and be naturally evolving and I think that is very complicated when you work with a capitalist society because everything the filters we look at everything through are very different to potentially what would bring healing yeah and it's so hard to imagine anything other than capitalism yeah we always talk about this and I always think exactly that Mm. Okay, if not that, what? what? If not that, what? And obviously that requires people who really have a different socialist reform in their mind to come out and start talking, if they're ever allowed, if they're given a platform and not made to sound crazy, that would be brilliant. But we, you know, we are in a space where we don't know what's next. So, you know, it is hard to take that leap. And have that faith, especially when everything's been so topsy-turvy and truth has been so convoluted, to trust that jumping into something that we've never tried before or to do it a new way. So I think I think what I'd say is we're kind of like in a uh, – it's like a tween phase. Transition. Where, yep. Yeah, we're, we're, try, we're trying things yep. out and some – of it is feeling like that's what we should do and then others of it are just you know when you're a tween and you're just so confused and everything feels so overwhelming and you just go and listen to music in your bedroom yeah. you don't know I went to a 90s party I was a tween in the 90s I went to a 90s party on the weekend and a lot of the music was really good but a lot of the music gave me a lot of feelings that were my feelings from back then that I was like, oh, I don't feel that way now, but it echoed down through time. I was like, oh, hormones. The frequency of music Mm. can instantly put your chakras back in that exact same formation. So you would have been dancing, chakras going back. Oh, my God, so much angst. (laughs) I keep saying that, I've said this before on the pod, that we're in the the French Revolution of it all, where it's like the, the transition of it all and like destruction leading to creation, but it's brutal and it's difficult to live I don't through know what it was like after the french revolution but i i think i've hectic. said to everyone i've been watching the russian revolution also hectic documentary and that was like 
they weren't ready for yeah. it. They didn't know how to handle it. So the leadership kept toppling and things got really crazy and disorganized. And are we going to go that way? Look, I hope we're in French and not Russian. There were less deaths in the French Benefit. than Russian. So okay. let's hope for that, shall we? Look, anyway, we know now that change has come as a result of a crisis. Yeah. And we're trying to not just change ourselves, but we're working towards cultural change. I don't know if you can report card no, this yet no. because we're still in no. the midst of and, it. And don't on a think? personal level, sometimes I've been really great this year with change and I've really stepped up mm. and I've had an open heart and I've like really met the moment yeah. and sometimes I've yeah. been really scared yeah. and really shit and really selfish. Yeah. And I think on a societal and worldwide level, there's been a bit of both. We've stepped up and we've been great and we've stepped back and we've been horrid. Um, I think yeah. it's too soon to yeah. to grade on the curve. Yeah, I do think it's too soon. And I'm very similar. The things I could possibly have imagined, mm. I coped okay yeah. with. So even if it wasn't anywhere in my trajectory, but it happened, I was like, okay, adapting. Yeah. But there were things outside of my frame of reference that occurred yeah. that I went, that's where my learning yeah. is. And that, and they were things I did not expect. So much we didn't expect. And sometimes smaller than I thought <laughs> would cause it. You know how there's all those Aesop fables where they're like, it was only the tiny yes, thing that caused yes, the, the straw hardest, that broke the, camel's the tiny back. stone that made the, yeah, that was, that was kind of me. So we want to talk lessons. We want to talk lessons of 2020. We made a list. It's really long. We've been making a list. We've been checking we it twice. A lot has happened this year. Um, so let's just let's just go through it. So the virus was and is many things. Very personal experience for every single person. It was collective and, and again, is collective. People are still going through it. It's collective, but it's incredibly individual all at the same time. And when you look at something energetically we always look at it symbolically and when you look at what coronavirus taught us it taught us that there's something wrong with our system mm. so that's personally mm -hmm. and collectively it something was unwell you know it highlighted what wasn't working what mm. wasn't in its truth or its balance and you know i was thinking about it compared to a computer virus because that was one of the things that happened this year to one of my business computers and it had this unusually slow performance like it just wasn't moving the way it was supposed to it was frequently crashing its operation system it had unfamiliar like programs just starting up randomly and I was like the security was broken everything was you know un like in a new language and I was thinking about it, I was like that kind of is what coronavirus mm. did to us and the system of our society yeah. it just scrambled the crap out yep. of it and so now we've I, I guess now we're trying to figure out what we do to not put it back the yeah, same way yep. to like refrag the hard drive I don't know if that's actual oh, technical terminology neither. the other thing is like they call it the spinning wheel of death in apple computers isn't it where you get all the spinning beach we ball do. of death that bit of that definitely yeah. that coronavirus has been yeah yep. um we are not the center of the universe yeah, I'm, <laughs> we have been operating as though we have yeah. been. And I think we? it's not even so much the universe. I don't think we, as a species, um, our brains don't usually think that 
big, but we definitely think we're the center of the planet or that we're the apex of the planet or that we stand alone mm. somehow separate from the us. planet, that it is serving us and we yeah. are not serving it. Yeah. And and there is this theory that coronavirus is a part of climate change. That's why it jumped from one species to another. That's why... It's definitely it, part of an evolutionary yeah, process, yeah. isn't and it? And that it's not going to be level. the first virus that does yeah. that now. It won't, maybe the first, it won't be the last, yeah. that this is climate change yeah. in action and that we are part of the earth and she is us we are not separate it's just the whole frequency shift brings this kind of evolutionary Mm. catalyst along with it whatever it is and you know we've been living in this archaic mindset haven't we like if you really think about it since the industrial revolution we have been moving in straight lines Mm. you know like these linear knowledge um, understandings of time linear knowledges linear understandings of power time and, and all of that Priorities. kind of stuff. Whereas if you look at the age of Aquarius and its energy, it's all flowing and mm. moving and interspersing in circles and spirals. So our society has to go from straight lines to flowing mm. circles. Yep. So that's not easy to take a rigid structure and make it all soft and malleable and open and flowing and in completely different centre of access, mm. as we're talking about here. It, it is a little bit of a going back in a way, in that 5,000 years ago, everything was circular. It was all the seasons because we did live on it the was. earth. We understood we weren't yes. separate from it. So maybe in some ways it yes. is a remembering, a relearning that we really need here. Um, yes, that is so true. Mm-hmm. And, of course, many Indigenous cultures operate on the yep. concept of cycles and yep. circles. Whereas if you listen to our politicians, what will be interesting is to see if in this phase where we're trying to put things into new order, are they talking the language of the age of Aquarius or are they reverting back oh, to language that is in Australia, the age of Pisces? Piscean up the wazoo. They have not updated at all. It's all like, we'll just go back to normal. We'll do it as we no, did. It's, it's so many places. In fact, do you think, just putting it out there, it, in some ways that's got even stronger as yeah. this other element has started yeah. to come in, don't you think? It's almost like really become like you have to be one or the other. It's like dividing yeah. this energy. And I think also on a political level, people people are scared. People are scared. It's really scary to be alive at the moment. When you really stop and think about everything that's happening, it's freaking terrifying. I don't have kids, mm. but I can mm. – Imagine how terrifying it must be to think about your children's future and what they're going to go through. Mm, so if some yeah, strongman politician comes true. along and goes, true. it's not happening and actually do this and I'll fix it for you. I understand why people are like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, what a relief. Like, great. All that confidence. Mm. Somebody, somebody tell, tell me what, me what to, do. to do. Somebody Except make this better. In the age of Aquarius, it's not about that kind of politician as the centre of power anymore. It needs to be communal. Mm concept of power the the true energy of democracy and the senate and you know the way that is absolutely meant to operate is actually what we need to do but we've been almost living a a lie of democracy and so it is interesting isn't it it does feel like there are times you just want someone to save save you and tell you is batman coming are we just do we have an answer please can Can the avengers please just turn up and sort this out for us that would be delightful thank you (laughs) self-care is a priority not a privilege and and this kind of self-care because you know there's two types of self-care right and one is all like chocolate cake in the bath which is amazing and we love it but the other (laughs) self-care is being able to build a a life that you don't need to regularly escape from and that's the kind of self-care that we're talking about is a priority 
um, and should not be a privilege. It should be afforded to everyone. And that concept that self-care can be that revolutionary yep. act, which is all about empowerment. Yep. But I think if you look at self-care sharkrically, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So sh- self-care has become this massive buzzword, right? But self-care is all about the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. It's all about giving yourself, what do I need to feel loved? Mm-hmm. So whether that is... I need to go and live in a safe environment or I need to put myself to bed early. Like there are huge things here. This is a massive spectrum. But I think the other thing it does is it builds up the third chakra and then it allows the base chakra to get stronger. So if you imagine that every human being can self-care, whether it's eating something that gives them joy and opens their heart or doing something that can actually sustain the power in their body and their life, what it does is it means that we have a whole society that is operating on a stronger frequency mm. and energetic system. So self-care is massive and it's not just words on paper as you and I have been talking about all year. It is probably one of the foundations. And I think also work. self-care as as filling your cup, that you don't just self-care. It's not actually – it's kind of like the joke I always tell about yoga, that it looks like it's an individual practice because it's just you when you turn up and you put out mm, your I mat and it's only made for one. And so you're like, oh, yoga's just about me. But the deeper you get into yoga, you realize that the yoga mat is actually as big as the earth and you can get everybody on it, right? Um, and that's, uh, that's how I approach self-care as well. It's like filling the cup so that then you have something to give. And that's like the beautiful feedback loop of self-care and how it can be a revolutionary act for people who aren't – in repressed situations, you fill your cup and then you can lift other people up. Fill yeah, others, yeah. yeah. The energy that sort of come out of self-care as well is that it means that I might have to share my boundary with you that 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 I can't do that yeah. today, which we weren't doing. No. No. We were all like, okay, yes. okay, I'm going to turn up with gritted yeah. teeth. Yeah, I can't say no to this invitation. Yeah, yeah. So we've changed the exchange with each other. And if you said to me, I'm so sorry, I'm not in the headspace, heart space Mm. to do this today, then really I have to accept that and say, okay, well, where's the win-win? How can we move the boundary? That is new. Remember? That is new that there's space for you, space for me, let's find a new space. We weren't doing that. Yeah. Remember before ISO... Where you were like, oh my god, I can't believe I got to go to this dinner party tonight. Why did I say yes to yeah. this? What was I thinking? And then in ISO, you're like, imagine being invited to a dinner party. Like, how glorious would it be to go and hang out with people and like eat with them, talk to them? Yeah. Which leads me into the into yeah. the next bit of this. Actually, I'm um, getting outside. How good is outside? And how much did we oh. not appreciate how good outside was until it was taken away from us? We have been living like machines really we forgot that we're living organisms and we're attached to this planet brains and we spoke about that in on yeah we spoke about that on that episode what on earth which we talked about all the nature medicine and how nature heals us and fuels us and why it's so important but it's almost like we got scammed out of this wonderful experience and i don't know about you but being in lockdown going out one hour a day we went to the forest every single Mm. day any day we could, we're in the forest and we saw new things and we traveled new trails. We fell in love with nature again on a different level. Yep. So I do think it was one of the most amazing things to come out of this experience was moving, having privilege, having a feeling of um, 
having a gratitude for moving and moving in nature. Yeah, yeah. and moving your body life. as well. Like I going, like. okay, I've got an hour a day where I'm allowed mm. to do this. And in the past, you go, oh, an hour of exercise a day, shut up, I don't want to. And in ISO, you're How like, give me my hour. That? I'm going to yeah. break the law and do an hour 15. Just watch me. Like, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. I know. People say to me now, I was exercising more mm. during that time. I've had to reset mm-hmm. myself and say, no, remember how yeah. good you felt. It was so yep. good. You must keep yep. doing it. It was so easily encroached mm-hmm. upon mm-hmm. again. Speaking of like specific lessons this year to do with health, it takes so much longer to wash your hands than you thought it did. Oh. And 30 if seconds. I hear my son <laughs> sing happy birthday one more time, Julie. <laughs> I, I love that little guy and he's got a great voice but we did it yeah i, I sang lizzo when lizzo when i was doing right. mine i'm doing my hair toss check my nails baby how you doing, doing good as, good as hell good as hell is what i sang lizzo good as hell and that seemed to work um i've seen i follow a lot of sober accounts on instagram and there's been a lot of like mm. i never thought that my hands would drink more alcohol than my mouth would and yet here we are yeah, <laughs> yeah my hand sanitizer turned into margaritas yeah. it's it was an interesting thing, and not all hand sanitizers are the same, are they? Some are very sticky, mm, mm. and some of them are like 50% alcohol, and you're like, hold on a minute, that's not the full 100. <laughs> I <laughs> know, can someone tell. someone's scamming us here. Like, oh, my God, our poor hands. We had people that landed in Australia after they had fled from their country that, you know, was going into lockdown, and they knew they needed to be back here. And as a housewarming gift, we gave them sanitizer wipes and some of our hand sanitizer because there was nothing in the shops yeah, at that right. stage. And when they received it, you know, they were like, oh, my God, this is so generous. Because there was a little drown at the beginning, wasn't there, where there was no there hand was sanitizer no. and now there's like everything is yeah. hand sanitizer. Now there is yeah. so much. You think you're buying a bottle of water. You're in not. Australia, it's hand sanitizer. Just, it's yeah. everywhere. It was interesting too how masks became fashionable so quickly. Yes. So I had people send me like beautiful designed masks. Like all of a sudden I have a range of masks. Of masks. Do you have a range I of masks? I do not. And do to be honest, go? I I haven't really worn a mask this mm-hmm. year. I haven't really had to. I wore yeah. a mask. I flew back from Bali in February 11, I flew back from Bali and there was a bit of a thing about something going on in China at that point. And a lot of Chinese people travel to Bali in the same way a lot of Australian people travel to Bali. And so I was like, going to fly in a mask. Never done it before. Don't know what this thing is. I'll give it a shot. Maybe 10% of people were flying in masks. And I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And that actually really was the last time I wore a mask because I just haven't been in places. I was in New South Wales. There was never compulsory masks in New South Wales. And I am in the countryside and nobody else was wearing them. Yeah, so no. See, I was the first to really become the shopper in our family during lockdown. And I was always in a mask and gloves, always. And I would go shopping out where my parents live, which is kind of not near the city as closely as I live. And I was the only one in masks and gloves. And I had to go, no. My conviction is that this is my yep. choice and I'm doing this out of this for this yep. reason. And everybody stared at me. It was so interesting yeah, right. to watch people's because I've never been the anomaly anywhere. So to suddenly be the anomaly. And then one of my friends who wears, you know, the head scarf for cultural mm-hmm. reasons said, yeah, we are so yeah. used to this, like everywhere yep. I go. But she said, what's funny for us is that it became, it was such an issue when we wanted to wear our scarf 
in Australia for a while. It was seen as un-Australian, yeah. whereas now it's very, it was like, come on, be Australian mm. and wear your yeah, mask. Yep. So it's been this interesting thing where I think everyone's had a different experience with it. My, my Asian friends are like, yeah, it, put your mask on. Yeah. We've been telling you for like years Please don't bring your germs to yep. us. That's the thing. I spend so much time traveling in Asia. I always wear a mask in Asia for pollution reasons mm. um, and traveling around mm. in tuk-tuks and whatever. And yeah, like, so that, that I've actually worn more masks <laughs> now that I come to think of it previous to this year than I have this year. I think, yeah. 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 yeah and everybody is different. Mm. It's new for us, but it's not new for everybody yeah, else. Yeah. People are like, yeah, yeah, listen, this is religious or cultural yeah. or we do this out of respect yeah. for each other. Welcome on board. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's the I'm joke like, that it's like when America, when everybody's like, you're wearing a mask, shows that you're just like a puppet of the government. And people in Asia are like, dude, like when this is normal. What are you talking about? about? Nobody's <laughs> puppeting anything here. This is yeah. just what you do. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Take it off when yeah, you get it's home. Yeah, it's all good. It's going to be It's okay. fine. Yeah. So there's health, there's physical health. And that's been a real yeah. thing that we've realized is incredibly important this year that our that our health and is fragile. fragile and to be mm. treasured and can be taken away mm. from us by something we didn't mm. even know existed a year ago. And mental health, mental health has been the, the more quiet um, pandemic this year, hasn't it? And like a lot of people in really fragile states as a result of everything that has gone on this year. Domestic violence is up. Women are being murdered in Australia at an unheralded rate oh. as well this year. Did you see that amazing article by Holly Wainwright on Mamma Mia recently about why the Prime Minister should be wearing a I black did. tie? Yeah. Because the amount of women... Every three days, that, is it? Oh, my gosh. It is unprecedented. The number is yeah. unprecedented. I mean, there were four just last <gasps> week. And it's at the hands of their partners. If, if anything else was claiming this many lives regularly, we would be... Like she said, flying flags at half-mast. Yep. We would be saying why. No one is even yep. talking about it. And, you know, we've always said it really requires the male voice, voice to come yep. out and talk about this. Yep. So when we watch our politicians lay silent, yep. it is a really big thing. Because it's not a woman's problem. Yeah. That's what it's always... No, it's everyone's, everyone's problem. problem. It is everyone's problems. And, and you know, this this starts very, very early in our lives as well. And it's not domestic it's not a domestic problem. It is a, a, it is a countrywide problem. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I think the mental health aspect of this year is that we're beginning to rethink priorities, yeah. but also we're starting to give credibility to the fact that the way we feel when we're living our yeah. lives, the way we feel when we're living in a society has some value, whereas before it was kind of like, listen, you suck it up and you're lucky Bootstrap it up. that we don't have a war. Yeah. And, and I think people are like, hey, 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 what are we serving here? If I don't get to the end and feel at least positive about my life at the end of a week or a day yeah. or my entire journey. Yeah. Also, it's really was the hard to point? be alive at the moment. It's a really complicated time yeah. in history. I don't know if you remember, there was like a lot of bullshit that went down at the beginning of the pandemic and especially the first round of ISO that was like, well, you've got three months. If you can't get ripped abs or you can't write that book oh. or you can't, then that's, you're a lazy piece of shit. 
And I really enjoyed the pushback on that. How many people were like, actually just survive the pandemic. It's enough if all you do this year is survive a pandemic. That is enough. Whereas previously... I liked the pushback. Yeah, whereas previously it was like, it's not enough to just pay your bills and get through the day. You've also got to like look really good and have a creative pursuit and have your your second grind job that you like... And look amazing on social media and blah, blah, blah. And anyone who's carrying a heavier load anyway, Mm, you know, that this isn't all easy for, Mm -hmm. was already struggling. But that pandemic lockdown and journey has made it so much harder, let alone the financial and economic fallout. It's made it incredibly difficult. So this will be an ongoing issue as we keep going into 2021 and beyond. I mean, we have to realise that we can't do it all. I know for parents, that was one of the things that, all of us talk about every single parent I met this year when we returned to school said how did you go with homeschooling and flatly I said after three weeks we let it go we had to let it go and we kept some things but really to a minimum we lived we survived we 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 had to go and do things that were about what we were in rather than pretending we were still at school I was like I can't run school and a house and a business. I just can't do it all. You know, one thing I have not missed this year as a woman who does not have children and who has chosen not to have children, you know what I haven't heard a lot of this mm. year? Have kids. Mm. They want you missing out. You should have some kids. They're the greatest joy. Oh my God, you don't know how amazing it is. All those people have been real and <laughs> quiet this year. <laughs> Such a turn up. <laughs> Real quiet, yeah. And there have been some amazing things that come out of that as well. Like we had to pull together as a family, as many families do, to get through those kind of times. We had to make new decisions. But yeah. that was really tough. And to realise also that you've been in it, you know, there's so many parents who are entrepreneurs and hold families and really rely on that school system to be able to work in any way and to suddenly realise that that was so difficult for so many people. What about the teachers who are homeschooling their kids and teaching other kids who are being homeschooled? Teachers are amazing. We learnt that this year. Teachers and nurses, essential workers, yes, what it really meant. You know what's not essential? Influencers. You know what is? Bloody nurses. Pay them more. That has to be an ongoing discussion. Because we learnt what essential meant, didn't we? These are all going to go by the wayside if we don't keep our eye on them because the things just come at us like a million miles an hour. The media just changes focus so quickly. And if we don't go, hold on a minute, nurses are important, teachers are important, we haven't lost touch of that. Hold on, what's happening for parents and people who are differently um, organised in our society and who are vulnerable? If we don't hold on to that, this is all just going to go back to business as usual and, in that respect. And I think Australia has a possibility of leading the way here or could be like a bellwether of whether or not this is possible. And we have a conservative government. And a lot of countries have a conservative government at the moment. New Zealand's got Jacinda. I don't think we can take them as the, you know, they're already so far Mm. ahead, right? So I think we have the possibility to go, Mm. can you make a conservative government give a shit about essential workers and this thing that we learnt in the pandemic, can we bring it over? I don't think this government says that. No, they don't care, but can we the people make them care? I guess that's... 
Can, and yeah, and that's the mm. that's where it does come into this age of Aquarius, right? So say you're working in an office that's about aged health or, you know, I recently, did you see that military scandal oh, in God. Australia where there's been these... Just killed 39 Afghanis? Yeah. Yep. Innocent people? Crimes, right? Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. The commission that they were going to put in to look at that mm. were military friendly. The people running it military friendly and everyone went hold 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 actually Jackie Lambie was someone who stood up and went no this is not okay you need to do a huge look into what happens to our soldiers when they come back and why this happened and all and it it takes someone like that who's this independent voice and that says Mm. I'm not afraid of you you can't just keep doing what you're doing but as we talked about before these people who are getting that role and that job that's an enormous sacred contract to stand up and go, I am going to help change the policy in aged care and health reform. But we need those crusaders. If that's your sacred contract, God bless you, because we're going to need you in 2021, 2022. They're the people that can change the world. I truly believe that. They're the the next warriors. You know, another thing we learned this year, Mm. you don't have to wear a bra or pants. Or any, or like anything with a waistband in it, not yep, not, required. not required, not <laughs> required. Certainly don't need to have a shower every day. You can just let, let that slide, not a problem. And brushing your hair only if you're on a Zoom call. Otherwise, whatevs. That's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Some people just from yeah. the top yeah. up. As a yoga teacher who spends her life in comfortable clothing, I was ready to go. I was like, absolutely. I was like, I've got the wardrobe for this. I have a lot of lycra. This is going to be fine. There were days. It was 2 p.m. and my son said, we're not out of our pajamas. And I said, yay, (laughs) congratulations, staycation. Yep, we learned what it meant to stay in pajamas. Yeah. Mm. There is a lot of conversation about where fashion goes from here. Because, I mean, at the moment in lots of parts of the world, there's nowhere to dress up to go to. So you're not buying, you're not buying fashion-y clothes. There are no trends. There's nowhere to show it off. But yeah, do we come back to the point where like, put me in some sky high heels and a really constrictive dress, let's go. Or do we just be like, nah. Anyone who has ditched the heels, I'm back in Crocs, Crocs are fashionable guys. now. I've just bought Crocs are in right now. Best. You are ahead uh, of the hey, curve here, babes. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have to buy them. Had them in the wardrobe, hot pink. And you know what? My partner said, whoa, where did they come from? And I said, they're in my cupboard. I just found them. And he said, I don't know about them. And I said, okay. And we went, I took the kids to school. We stopped off to get a coffee. Within 10 minutes, four millennials said, hey, oh my God. love your Crocs. We have, completely we have really like, crossed wow, over. When did you become like a style icon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've always been very stylish. But the thing that's blowing my mind is when Crocs are stylish, <laughs> we have like crossed the event horizon of fashion. But they came back. They've it's come back. I've done a full circle. And same with Tiva sandals. Yes. I also have a pair of those. Yeah. Didn't even need to buy them. Hey, we learned we didn't have to buy as much stuff. I did never buy, buy anything. I hate shopping. Oh, you did. You did, actually. You went to Kmart. You bought more stuff this year. Oh, this was me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I haven't been doing any online shopping because I just, it's not for me. Um, although I know a lot of people who's like who've just shopped their way through this whole thing. Um, but for me, because everything I owned was in a suitcase for so long and I had a one in, one out situation. And I certainly, even though I was traveling the world, if I saw something <laughs> I liked, I couldn't buy it because I couldn't carry it with me. And I had this really pivotal yeah. moment when 
I, okay, you've all got to stay home. Great. Fine. I don't have a home. I found a home. Great. You need stuff in the home. Shit. Okay. Got to go to Kmart. Didn't even have a car at this point. So a friend had to drive me to Kmart to get like a saucepan and pillowcases and like the essentials. And there was this rainbow dish. And there was this moment where I picked this dish up and I was like, I don't need this. It serves no function. And I'm totally going to buy it. And it's going to be amazing. And as I handed it to the lady to scan it, it was like, ah! and um, I've still got it. So good. Amazing. I have bought mm. so much less stuff this year because I was, mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a bower bird. So I'll walk around shops and stuff and mm-hmm. go, oh, mm-hmm. shiny. Oh, I love it. And it has to really strike me. But I'll, I own a lot of stuff that yeah. I just, like, it's yeah. got a story. Everything's got a story. But my partner talks about rotations. Okay, we need to rotate the stories because yeah. you've got too much going on. And he goes, I think we're really overlapping the stories now. This year, I can safely Great. say I came in under budget. I think, I mean, this has been one of the things yeah. I've really learned as somebody who cannot have possessions is it's actually really mm. difficult to not have stuff. And so when everybody else was Marie condoing and getting rid of their mm, stuff, I was like, the challenge yeah. of my life is I'm not getting stuff. People year. are always trying to give me stuff. I always see stuff I want. And I just feel like I spend my life saying no, yes, no, 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 no. And mm. I always, again, in the same way that I'd see people flying and be like, how will this ever end? I'd always be like, how are we ever going to kick, kick our addiction to stuff? We're awash with stuff. You yeah. can't go to the shops, that's how. Mm. But then we ordered via online shopping and the hit when that bell rang. Do you know this statistic, you want to hear a statistic that makes my whole body explode? When we talk about, it's about billionaires, about you know how billionaires. angry billionaires make me. I that Jeff Bezos too. could yeah. give every single person who works for Amazon mm. $100,000 and he would still be as rich as mm. he was at the beginning of the pandemic. So this is just money he's made this year. And he could give everyone who works for Amazon $100,000 mm. and just be making the same amount he mm. was making in February, which is billions. And instead he's fighting against minimum wage and breaks and unionization yeah. and healthcare for his workers. Yeah. What a piece of yeah. shit. And there have been more yeah. billionaires made yeah. through the COVID pandemic than in any other yeah. moment in our history, oh. which is unbelievable. Even in that stock market crash at the beginning in the US, there were people who yeah. just raked it in because of it. They knew it was going to happen. None of that's been investigated. And you're right, it, there were people yeah. who were ready for this. You know, that it was, it's a machine. The, the economy's not destroyed. It's, that's not the point. The point is that it's just become the rich are getting richer oh and the God. poor are getting poorer and more control. Yeah. yeah, there's always been enough money. It's just where it flows to. It's not that everyone, there are some people like, oh, why would they want to destroy the economy? No, they don't want to destroy it. They just yeah. want to own it, control it. And, you know, and we are slaves to the ding dong. Yeah. There's your parcel. We are very programmed to mm. want to hunt and gather. And I think that Marie Kondo was the start of going, you're connected to your stuff. All your energy is connected to your stuff. Think about it. Let's reorganize this. Let's lighten the load. Let's get into present time. But you're right. It is hard. It is so hard. I have looked at stuff since I have had kids and gone, oh, my God, Mm, they all come with so much stuff. Like you couldn't yep. even leave the house. This whole billionaire thing as well. I think that, you know, there's more of us than they are of them. Like I can't wait for the day that we wake up and go, mm. oh, my God, there's like 
7 billion of us and like 15 of them we can do something about us about this like where are our pitchforks but I think it also reminds us that we are fragile by ourselves we are not meant to be divided like this we are not meant to have Mm. the haves the have nots and Mm. and and every man's an island and figure it out by yourself and pull yourself up by your bootstraps we need community Mm. we are hardwired for community and community friends and family are priority and we've learned that this year connection more than ever well, our chakras, our chakras light up differently. When we connect with another human, there is an exchange between mm. you and the person in front of you, which is interesting, isn't it? Because we've actually had to learn to connect differently yep. through technology. It takes a lot more energy to connect through technology. Like, can we see their yeah, eyes? Yep. Can we see their faces? We're reading as well. I think we've realised yep. we're not just listening. We're reading all the information. And so when we're isolated, I think that did bring a sense of, to start with, uh, there were many people Mm. who said, oh, just such a relief. But then over time, you can feel that extra energy missing. It's almost like human contact became very obvious that it was one of the key foundations of our survival. Yeah. That said, the introverts of the world had a good year, didn't they? Not having to like, you know, and I feel like the introverts were really the people I, who were like, was, <laughs> the introverts no were really longer. the people who were like, oh my God, I have to say yes to this invitation because I'm expected to go. And this year there were no invitations and they were like, nobody expects shit from me. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's me. I'll just stay was, home. Yay. So FOMO became FOGO. Our fear of going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, FOGO. and so it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think we're really starting to see that feeling of, when I'm with somebody, when I'm not with somebody. And for some people, they would have spent no time alone yeah, ever yep. beforehand. Yep. Like very, very little. They would yep. have been share house, yep. go to work, come home. Man, how many breakups do you know about this year? I feel like COVID for relationships has been a bit <laughs> like, you know how you can either like live with someone or you can't. You can travel with them or you can't. You can COVID with them or it's over. Mm. Especially when ISO ended and so many people broke up. And divorce is on the rise. I think it exacerbated again whatever was there. You know, if there was no connection or if you're in conflict, I'm sure some people learn to live apart together and are going to decide what to do with that going down the track. It did change the nature of Mm, what we want in a relationship, I think. I think that's going to be ongoing as well. Yeah, and just like having to be, if you're like living with somebody and working and you're all at home and you're not leaving the house, man, it's just, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a little bit like um, what's you that? see a lot, um, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I'm thinking Big Brother Big or that Brother. reality, like any of the reality <laughs> TV shows where they're dating on an island and they're spending all that time together. And those relationships never last, do they? Another thing we learned this year, collectively, this has always been known, but we really reckoned with this collectively this year, is that everybody deserves a seat at the table more now than ever. Black lives matter. Indigenous bodies matter. Indigenous lives matter. And equitability is not the same as equality as well. That's like... No, that's the big thing, mm. isn't it? It's not. And it can't be. If we're going to equalise everything, yeah. it has to be equitable. We can't just go, oh, yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. for everybody. Yeah. We're not all the, we're same. all the same. And space needs to be made for different. everybody in yeah. all their special ways. Yeah. And this, I mean, this has been part of the virus in terms of the fact that it has had a bigger effect on BIPOC bodies around the world because of already standing injustices in healthcare and 
financial injustices and, you know, even here in Australia, the Indigenous people of Australia are were the most vulnerable group. They're always the most vulnerable group, but especially with the virus this year. And if you look, look at the way things were paid out, so, for example, like you had to mm. have a bank account yep. to get your payment, but if you yep. don't have all your paperwork and you yep. can't get a bank account because you don't or have you're in a, a remote license or community. a bank yep. on you... Or in America, you got a paper check. <laughs> like it's 1992. And you to go in, in the middle of a pandemic. So even people who are differently abled or who are neuro atypical, the experience wasn't the same for them in Corona. And people who didn't speak English, who were refugees from another country, couldn't even yep. get translators. Like I think we learn a lot yep. about the holes in our society and and we are only as strong as our most vulnerable members it's always been true it's always been true yes and and this year more than ever yeah it was so beautiful to see so many humans across communities Mm -hmm. reach out Mm -hmm. i definitely felt that in our community and i know lots of people reached out to try and connect and help and to watch people in on this level do that is so fantastic but then you look up and think why are you not doing that? Yep. Why is it that the people who lead us are not sharing yeah, yep. our sentiment? That made me a little... Yeah, yeah. And even like the waves of it. Like remember remember that week when everybody was on social media talking about Black Lives Matter and, and it looked... So and on the streets and, and not to discredit any of that. Any of that was power... All of it was powerful and amazing. No, because the, that was so but good. But has the lasting change actually come about? And no, it hasn't. Like we need another wave of that. And again, I don't think we're very good at imagining what comes next. It's, I believe we should defund the police, but I don't know what that looks like or how that unfolds or what we do next or what the organising around that is. Social reformers. That's why if you are studying economic mm. reform and social reform, we love you, you are our warriors. I saw a, a beautiful man on from New York talking the other day and he has paid taxes for 46 years he is he came from um, Mexico and he has been working for 46 years paying his taxes into the American system he can not get yeah. aid yeah. to help himself his business is yeah. no longer functioning that just mm. that brings it home don't you think that he paid taxes for yeah. 46 years into yep. the public purse and the public purse isn't even there for yeah. him. You yep. know, what does this say? And there's enough money. There is enough money. It's not like the money's not there for him. It is. It's decisions about how we want to spend it and who we want to give it to. Because you know that Amazon's being given tax breaks. Yeah, yeah. it's all being Jeff- given freaking Jeff <laughs> Bezos. The doco, and I've mentioned this before, but the doco to go to about this, because, I mean, he's my favourite court jester, but Russell Brand made a documentary on this called mm-hmm. The Emperor's New Clothes. And he, t- he talks all about the wealth of our society can be completely redistributed so that everybody can live in a way that is humane and nobody needs to be starving and nobody needs to be uneducated. It's possible. Actually, he does the figures and he does it to a school of primary school children who get it and go, that Mm. sounds Mm -hmm. fair. (laughs) And he's like, if they get it, (laughs) I'm not sure why everyone can't get it. It's all about power. You know what else we learnt this year? We know we we learnt what WAP stands for. Mm-hmm. We all know what WAP stands for now. We all know the dance. We learnt the dance. Yep. Okay, so yes, I have. Have you t- done the dance? It yeah. Caused a lot of injuries. Yeah. That dance. Done the dance. I actually had a revelation the other day where I realised I'd never yeah. 
filmed a TikTok dance and I was like, I can get with the young people. I can do this. And so I learned, I scrapped all my work for the day and I went and I was like, I'm learning the WAP dance. And it was like <laughs> the best morning of my life. And the video I got, it's on my Instagram, go look at it, is spectacular. I nailed it. And my back has been sore ever since. <laughs> It's a lot of booty shaking. You're lucky it was your back. Apparently, mm. ankles and knees, um, more mm. interior <laughs> cruciate ligaments gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. As an old ice skater, yeah. I was not yeah. trying that move <laughs> without <laughs> some heavy limbering. But we do have a woman as president yes. or vice president heading into mm-hmm. the into the house so there yep. is a wop yep. in the That's house very which exciting wop for all about. i say i think feminine is rising you know i there's so many amazing photos from this year of yep. women taking to the streets yep. and saying no for about their bodies the women of poland reform stepping up and being society, like against the abortion absolutely and yep. in argentina and chile like there are women yep. all over the world who are yep. going and no, I don't think that genie goes no. back in the bottle I think it just continues to to get yeah 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 oh, we're not going we're, we're not, not going being quiet bottle, again females keep rising I think we're going to see that as a theme that will keep going yep. into 2021 that will be definitely a very very high profile energy another genie that's not going back in the bottle thank goodness and I think that we're just going to see more and more oh god I hope we're going to see more and more love and acceptance in our community and more and more seats made available at the table is for trans lives and for the way that Mm. we can accept other people's pronouns and expand what we yeah and expand what we think of as gender from the binary to the spectrum yeah well it's the basic way we show Mm. respect to someone's identity we we yep. we acknowledge yep. who they are. Language is power. We know that words cast spells. So it is very important that we include that. Someone told me the other day that there were seventy two descriptions of gender identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Oh, I love that. That is one beautiful oh, rainbow. More rainbows coming through. Speaking of rainbows. We learn a lot about the environment this year and yeah. honoring cycles of weather in the environment. Oh, Mother Earth. Mother Earth. Oh, did you in where you are have the experience of when everyone was in ISO and so there weren't cars on the road and there weren't planes in the sky mm. and people weren't rushing around that all of a sudden it felt like the earth was singing I so did I felt mm. like we could hear yeah. her and feel her again and I'll put that down as one of my yeah. greatest things of 2020 that hands down I was connecting with the earth anyway but not in the way I have been in the last year it's been a love affair and you are right there was something sensational about that feeling the koalas in our local area started mating in ways that they have not been mating in a very long time Yep, there were signs. Koalas fucking here. Freeway that said koalas mating. And we were like, are we meant to stop and watch? (laughs) Do we cheer? What's going on? Um, Like, I'm not sure what that sign. And then we were like, did someone just get a new job and was trying to think of something to put on the freeway sign? Because usually it says congestion ahead, but it actually had koalas mating. And the black cockatoos came back. And for anyone who lives Mm. in Australia, we know that they're quite rare. So... There was yeah. a healing yeah. that happened in that period, wasn't Around it? Around me, it was moths. I think the moths did really well because really? they weren't on the road. Yeah, because <laughs> there weren't like as many cars hilarious. hitting them on the road at night with them being attracted to the headlights. So the moths, there was like this real resurgence of the most beautiful moths and wow. frogs. Mm, and frogs. light. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, which frogs. is always a good sign. Oh, that's yeah. a good yeah. sign. Yeah, 
yeah, balance yeah. is being restored. But we learnt this honour for sort of cycles and environment and weather, which, gosh, let's yep. talk about how important that is because did you hear recently that China has just announced that it is going gutso on a weather modification I mean, that's program? surely got to be the future though. Climate change is going to nail us all. The only way we can possibly stop it at this point is technological advance. Like that, we can't, we're not... There's no way we're hitting the Paris climate agreements. There's no way we're lowering carbon. It's only, I mean, I've seen Snowpiercer. I know how badly this can go, but I feel like the only thing that's left to try and save us is weather (laughs) modification, is science changing the climate. I don't know if I agree with it, but it seems the logical step forward. Well, it's interesting because there are a bunch of people who came out like even 10, 15 years ago who were in the military saying, no, we're definitely working on weather modification programs. We're putting chemicals in the sky to modify the weather. And people are like, oh, no, 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 tinfoil hat stuff. And now it's like, oh, no, we're just just normal. I agree that if it is positive and natural, but, man, it could be a mixed bag in there. I mean, and this is where we have to be careful with the environment, don't we, that again, if we're letting go of all the Piscean control, we have Mm. to try and work with her not yeah. sort of control her and go overboard. You know, like when you injure something yeah. and then you go, okay, yeah. now I'm just going to slam it with a yeah. whole lot of unnatural stuff. And then you go. Oh. When you eat like two cookies and then you're like, I might as well eat the whole packet of cookies. That kind of like, like that. <laughs> no more like I'm going to take 16 packets of anti-inflammatories and maybe I need to drink a whole lot of turmeric. You know, it's. There's a there's a whole balance of how can I do this in the most positive and natural way possible. And I think where we become a bit thinking that we're making the change is by doing something different, but yeah, really it's yep. got the old energy behind it and it's how to get that energy. We have to treat her mm. like she is. She's mm-hmm. yin. Mm-hmm. She's feminine and she needs to be cultivated and nurtured and protected. And she's rebalancing. We put her out of balance and she is rebalancing and it's going to be yeah. tough for us. Because we're the one who put her out of balance. Well, we are the environment. So if she suffers, we are definitely going down with her. There is no other way. And for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, um, which is what we're we're learning in real time, Mm. unfortunately. It was interesting that the rainbow became the the symbol, wasn't it? Because it kind of is like after the rain, there is the rainbow. So let's hope the rainbows keep coming and we can keep our head on i think again 2021 yeah more it's not stuff going away climate. i don't it's, think that comes as a big yeah. surprise to anyone this is probably going to be another really big thing and i just going to put it out there but the more we control and the more we don't move into this energy frequency and understanding of the aquarius era i think the more we're going to see that get harder speaking of which let's talk about ai shall we let's scare the shit out of ourselves <sighs> Did you did you see that documentary? We need to talk about AI. No, I've seen the social dilemma, it's and it the, did my head it's in. It's on Apple, actually. It took ten years off my life. Oh, you want to watch the documentary? I I think we spoke about this that I fell into a real AI hole yeah. a couple of yeah. years ago and got a lot of my trauma. Yeah, sorry about that. Thank you. Um, you. Processed a lot of my trauma around it then, and have been trying to ignore it ever since. But we're kind of screwed, aren't we? We Well, it's interesting because it all connects into the social dilemma and I didn't realise this for a long time because I can kind of look at technology and go, yeah, okay, it's over there. But what I didn't realise, as so many people have woken up to this year, is that it's all about farming data. So AI Mm -hmm. feed on data. And then basically what happens is 
they become more intelligent mm. because they eat that data and they kind of build themselves. The awareness of the system is gained by data. So if they don't have data, they can't function. So the reason all of our data is happening, TikTok and every game we download and you know things we're pressing to do for fun because we don't realize that it actually means now they own your whole phone is that information is going to feed the AI data pool. And eventually these scientists talk about the fact that, look, we're just having fun creating it at the moment. Yeah. We don't really know what the ethical consequences are. But, yeah, it is possible that the machine could get to a point where it outsmarts us. So one guy said, if we program the machine to want peace, world peace, and humans are the yeah. reason that there isn't world peace, then basically the yeah. machine will go destroy all humans. Yeah. That's a very basic you know, understanding of it. But oh get yourself God. into that documentary because I think it explains the concept of why social media has become such a targeted part of our society and people are going, can we please have some boundaries and ethics around this? Because, I mean, not only that, it is addictive, right? It is absolutely addictive. You could have not another addiction on this planet, but you will have your yep. phone. And it's doing our heads in. It's like in the same way any addiction does. It's not good yeah. for us. It's doing our heads in. It's making us see ourselves in really weird ways. It's lowering our confidence. It's isolating us. It's um, it's really screwing with us. It's con- yeah, it's convoluting, convoluting the, truth. the truth. And attention, like attention as currency. Remember, remember back in like, I feel like maybe 10 years ago, it was like how you spend your money. It's like voting. You only get one vote every four years in Australia, but how you spend your money every day. Yes. So how you spend your money counts. Spend it with companies that deserve it. Um, do your research, find out how, what their ethical considerations are and decide who you spend your money with. It's the same with attention now. Who are you giving your attention to? You need to think about, you need to think about what's got your attention um, because it's probably your phone. It's probably not great. What's got the majority of your attention? Yeah, and when you hear these experts talking about how yeah. they've designed it yeah. to grab your attention and divide you from other people and so it makes it look like we're all in this together and it's all wonderful yeah. and I love you and you love me, but it actually turns everybody into paranoid and disconnected people who all disseminated yeah. a different truth. It's yeah. very, very scary. And yet at the same time, yeah. how enticing is it? It's amazing. It is. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. It's opium. Yeah. It's crack in, in my hand. pocket. I it's love it. It's crazy. I'm really big enticing. fan. Yeah. And I think also for me, it's the, I want to have boundaries around my phone. Of course I do. We all want to have boundaries around our phone. But mm. for me, the exhaustion is having to commit to them every single day. Because I'll be like, all right, I've got it together. I'm like not touching mm. my phone until 10 o'clock in the morning. And I'm t- yeah. like not touching after seven o'clock at night. But after like two weeks of that, I'm exhausted mm. of constantly having to like say no. And then I'm like, oh, well, just back oh, on it. Yeah. Just back on the gear. It, it's tricky. And, you know, we could also argue that George Floyd's death was filmed on a phone. Yeah. So it showed us the truth. It showed us that some yeah. people's throat chakras were being restricted in a way that was so horrifying that we can no longer And And that's away. the thing about social media. So All of a sudden the voiceless thoughts. have a voice and people who are never invited into mainstream media and never given a seat at that table mm. have a seat at the table. It's incredible in that way. And so, oh God, we haven't even yeah. spoken about cancellation culture on yeah. Twitter yet, which is like a whole other... Oh, my God, a whole other can of worms. Have you heard about the new thing which is about calling in? Like, so rather than, you know, shouting it out to the world, you actually mm. text somebody yep. 
yeah. back of the house and say, hey, listen, I just would love you to share this to you. Yeah. And people are divided by it. Like, is it better to kind of say it in front of others so others learn or is it better to do it privately? And again, I also think we're new. still learning with all of these things. These are going to be ongoing themes and conversations. But there's some interesting points about power in the fact that, like you said, it shone light yep. on people who needed power, yep. but it has no regulation on the other side. So as human beings, we're really open, but we yep. also really need yep. balance. And when something gets tipped out of balance, we really react to it. And yep. then you have to go the full circle mm-hmm. of coming back. And boy, can't Zoom cameras be dangerous? Woo. Oh my God, can't they just... Especially if you're a man with a penis, apparently. Who was that dude that was like pulling it out during a... A work oh. call? Good gracious. Like oh a lady who's only wearing a shirt, who's wearing a shirt and no pants, that I get. You're at home, love, but keep your junk in your pants, sir, while you're um, at work, whether it's virtual or in person. Put it away. He might have thought he wasn't on the Zoom call for work. He might have had another know, window. Like he doesn't have a job anymore, so he's not working. That's what happened there. <laughs> One of the really big themes of this year is the truth and what is the truth and do we yes is it out there (laughs) do we have a collective truth anymore is that even a thing that we can even say is a thing well we heard that ufos may exist there's a few monoliths around yeah what is the truth now this is all the energy of age of aquarius it's all about the truth where can it be found multilateral versions of truth coming collectively together So it's going to be the next big thing. And obviously narcissism has been a big theme through our government, politics and community as well. And how are we going to get Mm. that divine correction? And it's probably going to be a few steps, don't you think? I don't think we just solve the problem by having a, a vote that, didn't really go in at a landslide it there's mm, so much yep. division in our world and a lot what's of it is, is around yep. what's really what happening is true yep. what is not true and how do we get that and really i have to say yeah, i'm not sure know. yet how we yep. find our compass again so we're probably going to move it and just throw it all up in the air a bit yep. scream at each other hopefully not too much and somewhere yeah. the truth will set us free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so com- it's so complicated because even back when we had like what we considered the truth, again, a lot of people weren't invited to that table. It actually was a collective truth, but it wasn't everybody's no. truth. And there was a lot of bullshit hiding, and a lot of bodies buried underneath that truth. Right. So, to your point about that, right, that is so important because the people who do not want to be vaccinated and don't want to be you know, just told to do something off the bat mandatorily, anything, it's because they've been gaslighted. I mean, we have a terrible history of Mm, politics and Indigenous bodies. We have a terrible history of politics and women's bodies. No one can argue that. We have been lied to. I mean, you know, it'd be so interesting, wouldn't it, if they came out and went, we lied. We lied. Let's put it on the table. We need to heal, which is kind of part of the 12-step amendment process when you've been an addict and you need to come into recovery. But I don't know if putting someone like Obama on television, getting his vaccination, is going to do it. Like truth and the rebuilding of truth is going to take a long journey and particularly these people are going to have to do it when it's difficult and when they were wrong. And I don't think we've seen anyone Mm. fall on their sword yet. Do you like? It's it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. Happening. It's super complicated. It's super complicated. What I'm trying to think of what's that like truth and reconciliation process? 
I don't know enough about the truth and reconciliation process, but I know that was part of how yeah, ha- how was healed, how they helped heal after the Rwandan genocide. Mm-hmm. And if you can help heal after a genocide, yes. you can kind of do anything, right? Yeah, same in Timor Leste. So surely it is possible. Mm. Well, it is a very it's it is, but it's massive. And Nelson Mandela spent a lot of his life working. Mm on that Mm. model, how to rebuild trust between people and governments and people in each other. And I don't think that we can just go, hi, I'm here now. Let me set the course. We're sick of that. We need to see a lot more truth telling. And I think, you know, what do they say? Mm. You know the truth by the way it feels. So if people are confused and scared, they don't just need more of the same truth. They need you to do something that's going to help them heal what's stopping yep. them from feeling your truth. And, yeah, this is a big theme for 2021. And, I mean, this all ties back into the social media thing as well because if I get my news from a certain source and you get your news from a different source, we have completely different realities. Like we were talking about the vaccine thing. I don't have a problem with getting the mm. vaccine. Shoot me up, let's go. I trust vaccines. I trust science. Mm. I trust it on climate change. I trust it. I do. I trust science. Um, but the, the bubble that I'm in... In my social media, that's where people are at. And the bubble that you're in in social media, it's completely different, isn't it? Yeah. It's very, it's completely different. And most of the people I'm in social media with are not anti-vax, but what they want to see is the ethical code. They want accountability. If you're going to put that in my body and you stand by it, you'll pay me if something goes wrong. You put your dollars Mm. where your truth is. I want to see what happens if it genetically modifies something Where's the ethical conduct on that? We want to see the fine print and none of the media organisations cover that. They go, where can we get it? How can we get it? How many can we roll out? And we're like, we're not interested. Can you talk about the fine print? Where are the people who want to talk against this? Can we hear their voice? And you don't see it. So people in my social media circles are not like just tinfoil hat wearing woo-woo jump off any cliff and you know just resist anything that is authoritarian they're like hold on a minute can we slow this down can we have an intelligent conversation can I hear from the person up the back who does not agree with you what about your information can we bring this together now can we get an ethical committee around this and and what are we going to do we've got so many different vaccines so we've got people being jabbed with all sorts of different vaccines is there not one global understanding like are we just going to jab everyone and hope for the best i do think there are reasons why people are skeptical Mm. and nervous you know we have so many cases in history where we've thought we were doing the right thing and when we looked back we went "Mm, okay we didn't we might need to rethink that when you hear things like operation warp speed that's not what i want to hear when i'm getting Mm. a vaccine Look, as somebody who smoked about a bajillion cigarettes on the weekend, I have pretty loose rules about what I will and won't put in my body, and I'm very comfortable with that. <laughs> Thank you. Support you. <laughs> it's different when you are holding a ch- you and when you're holding children, and some of them are immune suppressed or they're sensory. I think it is different when you're making a decision on behalf of someone else, and there are many parents out there who are holding that in their thought process. What do I want out of this and what do I need to feel safe? And honestly, if that's not delivered, I think there is going to, this is going to be a big theme in 2021 as we'll continuing the theme of arguing about women's bodies, women's right to health, women's right for abortion. You know, how much control does the state have over our authority, 
over ourselves. And like you always say, it is also about mm. how we can look after the collective. So one of the reasons I'm not anti-vaccination is because I believe in the herd. I believe in supporting yeah. the herd. But I don't think it's one or the other. I don't think you have to be this or that. I think we, it's meant to come back into the middle and I can't see anyone doing that. It, they might be making it look like that, but I don't feel that's true at the moment. We lost a lot this year and part of what we lost or part of what's really going to change is ritual and celebration. Mm. So many rituals and celebrations got cancelled this year, weddings, and then so many that had to go ahead, things like funerals, completely different. Even the Thanksgiving parade was half-masked. Yeah, it is big. And rituals before they were commodified in their purest form brought people together. We all harmonised our frequency together and we marked time. We gave thanks for what was, marked where we were and we're heading forward. And in some ways that Mm. might be reset a little bit if we can because we've realised we haven't had to spend $50,000 on a wedding. Because this is just the way things have always been done and you can't ever question it. And this year it all was like, question away. This is not the way things are done anymore. Yeah. 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 And I've heard a lot of people say they've missed a funeral. Now when they're planning another funeral, wow, they've put their heart and soul mm. in it because they've realised yep. what it was to miss it rather than just turning up and going someone else took care of it. Oh, my God, so much love for the teenagers and all the kids who this year, especially in Australia, turning 18 is a thing. You finish high school, yep. you turn 18. Yep. It's like ritual after celebration of Graining adulthood and all of it was shit canned this year and the kids didn't get to do any of it. Such a heart yeah. for those kids. They modified it. I love millennials. They modified kids. it. They did, but not, yeah, but not the same. Not like what we had that. And especially that sense of freedom and possibility that you have at 18. Not much sense of freedom and possibility for the 18-year-olds this year. It, it is different. Everything you do think about every single thing you do that mm. is connected with a large group of people. Like there was even a point where you could only have yeah. so many people yeah. on a dance yeah. floor. Like, can you nominate me to be on your dance floor at your wedding? It was like, whoa, top five dancers. What if you didn't get nominated? That would have been horrendous. I went to a party recently and I went to a party all day. I was like, I am going to a party tonight. And again, COVID restrictions where I am had eased. It was all legal. And we had like 30 people at the party and we danced on the dance floor. And it was like I'd never been to a party before. I was like, because I just, yeah. Yeah, And so much appreciation for being in a group of people and random chat and getting to celebrate something that I very much took for granted for a very long time. And I don't think I take it for granted anymore. I think I enjoy it. And do you think that our concept of ritual will become deeper? I, I think so. I think ritual is very much something that we can lean on in mm. difficult times and to help us mark time, especially when everything else is yeah. loop-de-loo. Um, I think ritual is something yeah. we can absolutely use yeah. to get through the day for people who are still deep in it and ongoing. It'll be something that collectively we, we use to help us navigate what's coming next and process what has been. And there's been so many beautiful mm. artists that have come out they yep. have done collective works. Like they've done things to go, hey, this is all, you know, now it's spanning across the globe or look over here. And I really appreciate that because when you can't leave your house, it kind of does feel like someone's out there rooting for the world to go, come on, we can celebrate this. Yep. And whoever's been putting those weird monoliths through America as well, 
thanks thanks for your art. <laughs> you might want to talk to those that are not of this realm, Carolee. You might like to go into the other dimension, although it looks like street art people, it ain't. Um. <laughs> I think that one of the really big things we learned this year is just change is inevitable. And we always yeah. knew it on some level, mm. but we'd been able to protect ourselves against it well we've been managing little changes right you might Mm. change your house or your hair or your job Mm. but did we expect global change to look and feel like this and i actually think we're still in the tunnel like we are swimming we're We're getting to know the new world we're getting to understand it we're learning we can do hard things as glennon doyle says yes that's (laughs) That's one thing we really learnt this year, that we are all in it together and we can do hard things. We can. Yeah. And we learnt we are all in it together, but we're not the same and we're not going through it together. As we say Mm. here, it is different. Mm -hmm. We have honour that some people are experiencing something different. And these difficult times have kind of shown us where we are, but I also think they're showing us what we need to become. I think this list that we've just been through is okay we're still on this journey. So what more can we do in each of these things to keep them in our minds? Because they're the greatest themes that we've taken from 2020, aren't they? They're the the cornerstones. Every big wisdom or experience or learning I've ever had in my life, it never came from the easy stuff. The stuff that was just handed to me on a platter, I didn't learn anything out of. The really difficult stuff I've gone through, I've learned a lot. And I think if we're talking the possibility of, I don't know if we can talk about rainbows at the end of this rainstorm I don't know but maybe not collectively but on a personal level this year was really hard and I learned a lot and I'm holding on to that I'm like thankful for the Mm. thankful for the hard-earned wisdom that I got this year a lot of gratitude for that yeah I asked around Mm. about this and a lot of people Mm. could relate to that quote that you said in the beginning where they just are so grateful to still have their mindfulness and consciousness and be here okay, they didn't get a lot of the things they wanted to do on their list, but their internal learning was really great. And as a person who spent their last 20 years helping people gain a sense of Mm -hmm. connection to their internal learning, I am air punching that we're even having this conversation. I mean, 20 years ago, Mm. I was speaking in a vacuum. (laughs) There was no one listening. I was like the craziest person in any room. And now I, there is a community, a woo-woo crew. I have a co-host. I, mm. I'm among amazing humans who want to change the world and we find it yep. hard but we get yep. back up again. Yep. And and I think that's something to really celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. Can we talk about what comes next or are we insane if we even try? <laughs> I think I think we have to because let's look forward. That's that's yeah. kind of visionary's job. I, I keep saying the revolution will be spiritual. I mean, there's no it question we are in the midst of a dark night of the soul collectively. If you want to go back and deep dive on that, we did an episode called Spiritual Transitions yeah, and go back to that. But the fact that this tunnel will keep spiraling until we become aware of how to live in more harmony, how to mm-hmm. reset our balance individually, mm-hmm. collectively, and the structures change. So the quicker yeah. we can change the structures to include the new language, the new awareness, the new frequency, the more harmony will be restored. It just is natural. We've both been through the dark night of the soul. It, yeah. it is something that once you get into the flow of going, I can do this, let's change. Yeah. It's hard, but let's keep going. We can't go back, got to go forward. It really does show you that it was worth it in a weird I, way. 
have this thing that I say about divorce, which is getting yeah. divorce sucks. Being divorced is awesome. And I feel like it's the same with the dark night of the soul. Going through a dark night of the soul sucks. Having gone through a dark night of the soul is awesome. And maybe it's the same with Corona. Like doing Mm. this year has been awful, but maybe having done this year, it actually is setting us up for the stuff we need to change these structures and change the world (laughs) and save ourselves. We have lived through some pretty crazy shit. We have been through a Trump presidency, oh which took over Twitter in a way that nobody could have predicted. I There's no way I could have predicted that. We had so many, I mean, Melania and that jacket. I mean, these are the things that just do my head in and to very, very sad and serious experiences like children in cages and horrible things that have occurred between all of this almost surrealist experience what is happening is our reality is shifting we're starting to get into a new perception we're developing space for the new world it's not here Mm. yet but by letting it all melt into some kind of oblivion inside of us where we go okay let's right this ship somehow from the principles that we truly believe you know the constitution of america was based on this stuff but it's gone so far away from its own truth, it's going to have to come back. And like I've said before, it's represented by the phoenix that rises from the ashes. So I don't know how long. I don't know if we'll live to see it. But what I know is that is the journey. It has to rebuild itself from these ashes. And we're all working towards it. And not just, not even America, the whole world. No, it has, the whole world has to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And if not, if it's not doing it, we all have to go off and offshoot. It really comes back to every day just going, we're living in a new paradigm. How can I be part of it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Start where you are. Do what you can. Do what you can with what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I think we all just need to take an inhale and an exhale here, quite frankly. So just. Um, um. Yeah, maybe like an inhale and then exhale with a scream, like whatever. Well, you know why? Because it's like birth. And when you're birthing, they go, why don't we all just take a bend? The whole room takes a breath and then everybody calms. That is what is happening. We're in birth at the moment. And um, yeah. Inhale, exhale. Just got an ounce in the mail. Lynette, what does the world need now? I was gifted the most phenomenal book. Thank you to my beautiful client who sent me this. It is The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse by Charlie Mackesy. And it is the most beautiful story. If you're looking for something to enchant you through this time, bring it all together, help you feel like you can make sense of this, this book took me home. So it's available everywhere. It'll be a must-have book for this period, particularly if you're looking for a great gift for somebody. But it is Is it a kid's book or is it a... It's it's a heart, partly illustrated book, but it's 100% an adult's book. You yeah, can read okay. it to children, but yep. there is an adult element to it. Every okay. part of that story is, represents part of us. And yeah, the journey of finding that cohesion and that wholeness and that awareness is amazing. Go get yourself it. You will not be disappointed. Say the title again. It's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse by Charlie Mackenzie. Kiki, what do we need? Come on. Last one for the year. Fill us up. Just to be a bit kinder to each other because it's, mm. been, it's been a long, hard year. Mm. And you know that thing they say, like, everybody is carrying a heavy load. Be kind. 
everyone was all is carrying really heavy load. Yeah. I've done this thing in my personal life where I've decided everyone in my life gets a get out of jail free card at the moment. Any bullshit they pull on me, unless it's really egregious, but I'm lucky that hasn't happened. But any like any little slights, anytime they forget or don't do what I'd like them to do, they get out of jail free card. Because mm. I'm like, everybody gets the corona, mm. get out of jail free card. And mm. I, I want to extend it to the woman who pushes past me in the supermarket and the man mm. who cuts me off mm. in traffic and everything. Because like we everybody. don't know what people are going we, through. And we, but we kind of do. It's been a shit show of a year. Yeah. Like we yeah. actually do know that everybody's having a really hard time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's... That's my little personal commitment is to um, – and maybe it's not even kindness. Maybe it's just like base level acceptance that everyone's doing their best. And then if you can add kindness on top of that, then, then have at it. I used to have a teacher that used to say, we all deserve a medal just for being here. Yeah, oh, my gosh. And we all do deserve some sort of 2020 medal, don't so we? True. Like it's like a brownie badge that's like, you congratulations, you made it. Yeah, I, make and, yourself yeah. a medal. Yes. <laughs> Stick it on. And I guarantee really you will good. get a lot of honks and claps for that. <laughs> People be like, I want one. Because we all do we deserve a medal for just being yeah. here. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at WeWeverse. Where can we find you on the internet, Elle? So you can find me at myenergymentor.com or on Instagram at myenergymentor. Where are you? If you want to come find me, sacred and profane. That's the beginning and the end of what you need to know about me sacred and profane at uh, instagram and kiralilynch.com support you out there woo woo crew thank you so much for listening to our podcast the woo woo verse is recorded and edited by our incredible super producer dan zivkovic we love him and if this conversation has brought up anything for you or if there's any extra work you've realized you want to do around this topic then please know that you do not have to traverse the woo-woo-verse alone. We encourage you to build a support team around you and to do what you need to do to take really good care of yourself because you're amazing. So be good to you.